welcome back to Baking with Booze, the podcast where two friends talk about a few of the things they love most, food and the paranormal. We are your hosts, Bree and Katie, and each week we will serve you up a tasty treat and terrifying tale. So grab a blanket and a snack as we share with you what we've dug up. Welcome back, everybody, to whatever episode of Baking with Booze. I fucking <laughs> lost track at this 40, point. 40. 40! Episode 40 of Baking with Booze. Uh, hopefully y'all have had a good week. Uh, Brie, how was your week? Uh, Brie had a week. You my, did. My friends. I, I had a week. So, as I told my HR uh, later this week, uh, I sounded like I was just trying to get out of work. And I can only imagine the answering machine on my HR's, you know... <laughs> like in her office because the first day I called and said, my son is sick. I can't come in. The next day I called in, my back is out and I need to go to the chiropractor. And then the third day I called in and I'm like, listen, I know how it sounds. And then I broke it all down for her. (laughs) Yep. It, It was pretty rough. So, uh, I, had to go pick up my son from school Friday. I think I mentioned that in 39. Um, but I had to pick him up from school Friday. He was complaining of uh, stomach trouble. So <laughs> Saturday, he's still not doing good. And I have a UTI. And a, lot of, and a lot of back pain. <laughs> I'm like, I eat. So went to the doctor, got that taken care of. Monday, Nolan's still not doing fabulous. So I took him to the doctor. He's, like, complaining of stomach pain and so on and so forth. And the doctor's like, oh, he just has a virus. Didn't order him anything. Figured it was, you know, viral. Uh, and then I find out Tuesday, because I'm having such bad pain and my soon-to-be mother-in-law is a nurse, and she's like, I don't like that you're still having back pain. You know, that could possibly be a kidney infection. So I go back in, find out that it's musculoskeletal not a kidney problem. Mm -hmm. And they give me lots of drugs for that. (laughs) Woo-woo! Wednesday, I went to the chiropractor. Nolan ended up going to the nurse's office like twice. I had to come pick him up. And I'm on the phone with his doctor as soon as I hang up with the school. I'm like, we need to run some tests. So doctor still says, even with the x-ray and blood work, that it's a virus. Uh, he did give him something for the pain and for uh, acid reflux. And poor kid is on old lady shakes. He's got that insurer. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I wanted to make sure, you know, he's getting all his vitamins and stuff because he's not eating a whole awful lot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, he's just, he's got it rough. I'm, I'm perfectly fine now, but, you know, we're waiting on Nolan to get better. So... Yeah, and that was actually, too, we need to apologize for... I didn't post that video because, well, really, I probably only would have posted it on TikTok, and we don't really have a big following on there. Yeah. But Brie did send me an apology video. Um, That's the reason 30-whatever came out late. 38. 38 came out a day late is because, you know... You were sick, not feeling well. Nolan was sick, not feeling well. So we apologize for that. Uh, we're sure you you completely understand, especially now after listening to the kind of week that Bree had. Yes. So, you know, it's a 
once in a blue moon kind of thing. Right. Anything uh, good about your week? Anything good? Um, the good thing is that work put me officially on leave, so I won't be getting pointed for any of this shit. Woo! Uh, the other good thing, I got the job. Woohoo! So I will be starting after, um, after our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. So that'll be nice. Yes. I tell you what, my friend, they put me on leave at my current job because of, you know, things going on with my son and they're like, we want to be understanding, we, we don't want you to point out and whatnot, come in when you can. So today... Um, oh, and I forgot to mention, my parents were exposed to COVID, and they couldn't. My sons couldn't go over to their house during this whole time because we were waiting on test results. So that's why I had to be home. Yep. So um, obviously, their test came back negative. My sons went there today, so I went to work. And let me tell you, if I didn't already have the glimmer of hope <laughs> at the end of the tunnel, yep. I would have quit today. Oh, shit. Everything, I'm assuming everything was just a fucking mess. It, well, it wasn't too bad because my co-worker, you know, I kept her informed of what was going on. She was doing the best that she could. But just, they had gotten used to me not being there this week. And I don't take a lunch when I'm there. So everybody else has gone to lunch, and I'm still there. And then one of the managers brings me ten skids. I have no room for this shit. If I'm going to be able to work through the stuff, because they yell at me if I don't do the old stuff first, but then they bury it mm-hmm. and expect me to do manual labor to get that shit out of there when, you know, I'm like Austin Powers Mobile you know, how he turns it sideways. <laughs> You're just stuck. That, yeah, that's me trying to move all these things. And I'm like, it ain't worth the goddamn time. Yeah. So during lunch, when they think nobody is there, they just drop off all these skids. And I kind of poke my head around the Gaylord, like, the fuck you doing? And the one manager sees me and just kind of smirks and waves. And I'm like, that is the fastest thing to fucking piss me off. Because you know, you know how I feel about this shit. And they were trying to be sneaky about it. And they it. were trying to be sneaky yeah, about it. exactly. And they fucking got caught. Didn't tell me why it was here. Didn't tell me none of that. Mm-hmm. Didn't ask me, do you have room to take this? We're just putting it here. Yeah. In the middle of the road where, you know, you're not going to be able to do your job. Anybody in my department. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was pissed. That glimmer of hope, though. Why oh. did it save them? I had to laugh because one of my coworkers was like, do you want help? And I said, no, I am running off of pure spite right now. Leave me alone. <laughs> and then I just looked at her and I'm like, 13 motherfucking days. <laughs> 13 motherfucking Yeah, it's time. It's time to get out of that place. They treat their employees like shit. There's no fucking benefits. No. They're almost certifiably lunatics. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's time to move on to better things. Yes. And I'm so glad that you got that job. Congratulations. Thank you. Me too. You, I'm sure you will enjoy it much more. Yes. Except for working with people. Well, that's okay. I, yeah. 
I'm going to be a manager, which will be nice. Officially a manager and get paid like a manager. Hell yeah. Instead of this job where I am a manager in name, but not in pay grade or acknowledgement. Or respect. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Like my, my resume has much managerial experience and people treat me like I'm an idiot here. So I'm excited. Leaving. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Well, anything else? Girl, I don't even know. It felt like this week was a fucking fever dream. <laughs> All the days just blurred together. They did. They did. I got a lot of stuff done at home, you know, for the wedding and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I got quite a, quite a few things done. But, oh, my damn. Well, my week was okay. Uh, my coworker is gone now. She quit. Rightfully so. Yes. Uh, I would have too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, her ex is a piece of shit. And unfortunately has some familial ties um, at the place that both he and she work slash worked. Um, a whole herd of drama llamas. Yeah. And then some other person. Uh, that works with her decided to get a little uppity. So, uh, that was enough for her. She was, you know, looking at getting out anyway. And she didn't leave, I'm sure, exactly how she wanted to, but she needed to get the fuck out of that place. So, uh, I know she listens, so fucking proud of you. You're doing the things. Yeah, fuck them. Just fuck them. So anyway, I know that's not really my week, but like I was on edge yeah. all week because that happened on Monday. And so things, it, we work in a, a small department mm-hmm. and close together. So I was just kind of on edge waiting. I don't have personal issues with these people other than how they treat somebody I care about. Which now makes it personal. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I've never gotten into it with them. Um, you know, we've never had work, anything like that. Um, but I was, I was waiting for the other shoe to drop as it were, Mm. uh, because, you know, and I are pretty close or pretty close and, you know, it's obvious. So I was just waiting for some shit to start up and it didn't, thankfully. (laughs) Um, so I don't know. It was a pretty relaxed week. Had a couple laughs with the boss who is, uh, freshly back from like uh, six to eight weeks off due to uh, an accident he was in. So now he has this little uh, scooter thing that he ri- <laughs> that he rides around on and, you know, he's hamming it up, mm. you know. So had a couple laughs with him. But other than that, my, my work week was fine. Yeah. Um, I well, just did a um, dress rehearsal for my other friend's wedding this evening. Um... And had, like, Lola's grooming appointment, and then, of course, trying to do podcast stuff and whatever. So today's been busy. Tomorrow is her wedding, so that's going to be busy. But um, I'll get a week break before getting into the madness of your wedding. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm okay. I'm, I'm ready for October to be over, though. I've never been so stressed about an October, I don't think. But... You know, we're making good memories. We're ha- we're doing all the fun, awesome things. So it'll be okay. Anyway, 
I guess that's that's it. That's all I have as far as how my week went. I'm just getting through it. Anyway, food-wise, I made... I called them fucking crab patties earlier. <laughs> which, of course, reminds me of Krabby Patties. Mm-hmm. And I said this to my friend's mother. I'm like, I'm sorry to leave so soon from this rehearsal. You know, we did the important bit, and then we were all going to sit down and eat. Like... I'll grab a slice of pizza because it was paid for. Thank you. But, like, I got to get home because I have a lot of shit to do. And I was, uh, they, they kind of looked at me like maybe a little bit more of an explanation. Not like they were mad I was leaving, but like, okay, and you're, you're, you're busy. Okay. And I was like, I have these, these crab patties. And I was like, wait, they're not fucking crab patties. And her mom chuckled a little bit. And I was like, crab cakes. She said, yeah, I knew what you meant. I'm like, okay. So I made crab cakes uh, this evening. And you thought they were pretty good. Yeah. Um, I only tried like a little bite of them right after I got done making them. Uh, I haven't been super hungry today. So uh, I thought they were a little salty. But I, I will say that after like I got to the second one, the salt did hit a little bit more. But I felt like... You know, the, the sauce that you served them with did help. Yeah. But, yeah, if you were having more than one, it, they were a little bit more salty. Which is kind of odd, I thought, because, of course, it said, like, salt and pepper to taste in the recipe. I don't normally, I don't add too much salt into stuff. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it may have been a combination of the little bit of salt that was in there along with the other spices and stuff yeah maybe it just absorbed it really fucking well yeah um i'm not sure either way they were they were decent they were good um so i mean they were pretty simple it's the first time i've ever made crab cakes mm-hmm. and yeah i guess I don't, I don't know i don't really need to get into it too much but we'll have of course that the link for those and then the link for the sauce that i i used I liked the sauce. The sauce was tasty. Yes. Um, a remoulade. Is that how you pronounce that? Remoulade. Remoulade. Yeah. Remoulade sauce. The only thing that didn't go in that was lemon zest because I was not running to the store for one fucking lemon. No. So. Girl, if you'd have told me, I have a whole bag of lemons at home right now that need to be used. Oh, shit. Well, I had lemon juice. Oh, yeah. You know, that big old fucking bottle of lemon juice. So I'm like, well, this is the main point. <laughs> so the, the flavor will still be in there. So we're going with it. Mm. Also, I didn't have fresh chives. I had dried chives. And that's also what I went with because I had been to the store once already today mm-hmm. to get, you know, the main ingredients. And I forgot a fucking lemon and fresh chives. And Mama's not going back out for that. So um, anyway... I decided to look into some crabs. Let's talk about crabs. Not the kind that you get in your pants. So, the top five reasons to eat crab. Um, Crab meat has over 100% of your recommended daily amount of these five micronutrients. Uh, Vitamin B12, which helps protect us from heart disease and cancer. And gives us energy. Uh, selenium, which produces several antioxidants uh, and regenerates the activity of vitamins C and E and enhances our immune system. It has copper, which contributes again to antioxidant activity uh, and it plays a vital role in the body's production of cellular energy and maintains our immune system. 
plenty of omega threes. I think that's pretty much a given with seafood type things. Yeah. Um, and iodine, which is essential for growth, development, reproduction, and metabolism. So enough of the health stuff. I was just interested about crabs and shit. <laughs> I was like, how many species of crabs are there? Well, for other curious people, there are 6,793 different species of crab. Wow. Right? Found in all of the oceans around the world, in freshwater, and there are also some terrestrial crabs, which are ones that live entirely on land. Um, the most popular types of crabs used for cooking are blue crab, dungeness crab, King crab, stone crab, snow crab, peaky toe crab, and horseshoe crab. Oh. Right? That I was like, Whoa, We eat those? Okay. Yeah. We eat those? Huh. Okay. I didn't know that. Sure. Um, and so doing my search about crabs, uh, I also uncovered that there are poisonous fucking crabs. Oh. Didn't fucking know. Uh, not all crabs are safe to eat. A uh, few can carry lethal doses of toxins. <laughs> Most of the toxic crabs belong to the family, I'm not going to try and pronounce it, which is the most diverse family of crabs in Australia. Naturally. And notable for their black-tipped claws. So I guess just look out for those. <laughs> so, I peach. I peach. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, these crabs are not truly poisonous, and the crabs do not produce the toxins themselves. Some species are not always toxic, so it is likely that the toxins are obtained through the crab's diet or possibly symbiotic bacteria. Uh, they have no mechanism for delivering these toxins, such as through bite or poisonous spines, so poisoning only occurs when people consume them. Okay. So it's truly poisonous, not venomous. Yeah, and that's all I have for you on crabs. Nice. There's a joke that I have in my head, and I'm trying to figure out exactly how it goes. You go ahead. Go ahead. I'll remember it eventually, and then I'm going to say it, and okay. it is inappropriate. That, that'll probably be a little bit welcome, because the story I have for you is a history lesson and a little bit of a bummer. Okay. It... It's a little bit of a mood turn. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Why do tampons have strings attached? Why? So crabs can go bungee jumping. Oh, my sweet baby Jesus. You're welcome. I'll be here all week. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the story I have for you is Culloden Battlefield. This is located in Dromasi Mere near Inverness, Scotland, uh, in the Highlands. It's a historic site that was the last battle fought on British soil on April 16th, 1746. It was one of the most important battles for Scotland because it marked the end of the clan system in the Highlands and all countrywide. The entire area is now a war grave and is, you know, a historic site. The site is run by the National Trust of Scotland and is preserved to invoke the ambiance of battle and history after that life. So 
The people who fought here were the Jacobites and the British government. So the Jacobite army uh, were followers of Bonnie Prince Charlie or uh, the House of Stuart, which is the Scottish line. They were trying to restore the Stuart line to the throne in England. Um, so the two contenders that were fighting for the royal house at this point was the British government who backed uh, King George and the House of Stuart um, was backed by the Jacobites. So they were trying to put James, who is the father of Bonnie Prince Charlie. You hear Charlie way more than you do James. Um, at least when I was researching this and from what I know from just um, cultural and uh, media references, you hear about Charlie way more. Mm -hmm. So Prince Charlie was hella charismatic, like Nat 20 charisma for this guy. So that's why you hear the most about him. He was the one to go out and talk to the clan chiefs. He was the recruiter, mm -hmm. essentially, to get more and more people into the Jacobite army and um, win them over to his and his father's side. So when England and Scotland united in 1707, it had been debated for like a hundred years prior to this. Uh, basically, the crown was united without being agreed, agreed upon. Uh, because they feared assimilation with England, so basically, like, culture and political-wise, they felt like they were going to lose their culture because one of us, and that they were going to be in political turmoil. Mm -hmm. So at one point, the failed Darien Venture, which was a, a trading route um, with, I believe it was uh, South Africa, that they, that England had started, um using Scotland to help, uh, the nobles and politicians, like, so that venture failed. It was supposed to bring Scotland more money. It ended up bankrupting Scotland. Um, the nobles, like the Scottish nobles and politicians benefited from England and Scotland uniting, but like the Highland clans and any normal folk, they did not benefit whatsoever. They got Fucked. They got fucked hard. Um, I'm sure that if you are somebody who watched Outlander or anything like that, you know quite a bit of what I'm talking about here because they do talk about it quite often. Um, if if you can take your focus off of uh, Jamie long enough to <laughs> pay attention to the actual storyline... Which is why I had to rewatch those seasons a couple times because I'm like, don't look at the sexy beast as often <laughs> and listen to the story. I started learning Gaelic and I was um, really trying to hone in on what they were saying and I struggled. You can't. You just can't. That is, that's a marvel of a man. Oh, I wasn't talking about the man. I was just having trouble focusing as to what they were saying because oh. I couldn't follow it all. Oh, okay. I, I agree with you, good-looking man, but I was invested. So, anywho, uh, the Highlanders hoped to break the political union slash royal union 
by leaving King George in charge of England and putting James in charge of Scotland. So they just wanted to just put that little bit of separation in there. Mm-hmm. So on to the battle. The battle was a really quick one, like only one hour. It was very bloody, very controversial, and a pivotal moment that determined the future of Scotland, Britain, Europe, and even the U.S. Ah. Like, everybody had a stake in this thing. At the end of it all, there were 1,500 Jacobites dead and about 100 uh, British soldiers, English soldiers dead. When the Brits won, they dismantled the last of the clan culture of the Highlands. Now, it was starting to be dismantled before this, but this was kind of like the complete end of it. The last straw. Yes, it was the last straw. Today, even talking about this can be a sore subject to people in Scotland, uh, families who were involved. And as I was researching this, like, if as many clans had come out as, like, uh, Prince Charlie had, like, recruited, it might have been different. Um, There were several clans that there were promises made to them that weren't, uh, that weren't kept, Mm -hmm. which is why they didn't come out that day. There were a couple that just, like, there were, there were just a couple different reasons that different clans didn't come out. Again, none of these are my family, so I can't pretend to know um, the full story. I can only tell you what, you know, Google told me. Mm-hmm. But not not shaming anybody one way or the other. It was just simple fact that, you know, I was looking at this like, wow, he recruited a lot of people. Um, if things had been on the up and up as they were, you know, promised to be, and contracted to be, it might have gone differently. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we will never know. Okay, so the site now, a memorial cairn was uh, with headstones was uh, put onto the land and it actually still stands there today. Uh, in 1835, a road was built through the mass graves of the clans. Obviously, that caused a bit of an uproar. <sighs> Uh, at one point, it was a conifer plantation, and in 2014, they tried to build homes on the site, and it was firmly rejected. Who who tried to build homes? I'm not. I didn't look to see what company or anything, but somebody tried to. You know, it's 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 like what they're doing to Stonehenge. Correct. It, you know, just going through these very important sites and I feel like what is sacred anymore in the face of capitalism. And like fucking Pipeline 3? Yeah. Wow. Uh, that shit goes through the fucking Mississippi River. Yeah. Um, and through many uh, sacred areas of indigenous peoples. Correct. But hey, fuck that, right? Right. God damn. Like, okay. like I said, nothing sacred in the face <sighs> of capitalism. Correct. Uh... Okay, so what is there now? There was a visitor center built in 1970. It has a room that has like 360 audiovisual representation of the battlefield. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, this sounds intense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it has an informational trail of history leading up to like the battlefield. So like there's little like podiums mm-hmm. um, on the trail itself. 
Uh, there, in the visitor center, there's a lot of artifacts for viewing. Mm -hmm. uh, the trail shows uh, like markers that have like the Jacobite blue flags, like where they were, and um, red for the British. And then they have all the gravestones. You can actually go there, and they do sometimes have historical reenactments, sometimes have history actors at the visitor center, and one couple who I kind of read their account like they went there and they said definitely spring for the GPS uh, commentary device because it helps make sure that you don't get lost through there and it's also good to like um, narrate your journey. Mm -hmm. So it's a very somber site and they really lean into hard like there is no putting any fluff to what the site is. It is what it is. It's yeah. it's a war memorial. As it should be. Correct. Um, so it's a very somber but important site. Mm -hmm. So now that I'm uh, thoroughly bummed you out and given you a history lesson. You depressing fuck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually one of the most haunted battlefields in the world. So, That's so weird for being so not obviously that any loss should should be diminished, but f for so few casualties in comparison to other bigger battles. I feel like maybe it was it, the feeling of it. Huh? I feel like it was the heart behind it. Yeah, that makes the, sense. The you know we're we're fighting for our way of life. Yeah, and that that was shared so deeply by 1,500 people. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's why. Yeah, that makes sense. So on the anniversary date, so April 16th every year, uh, the ghost army can be seen. War cries and clashing of swords can be heard. People walking on the trail have seen a ghost of a Jacobite standing over the fallen Jacobite gravestones. Battle-scarred warriors lying injured on the ground, so people see Jacobite warriors on the ground. Uh, some people see dead Jacobites uh, in their tartan clothes, so you definitely know who you're looking at. Uh, there's been a dark mass seen in the area, and that could also be why it's, you know, super haunted again. Mm -hmm. Some say that they see Bonnie Prince Charlie close to, there's a, a heather thatched house in there, um, and that was considered like the hotel-ish of the area. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's on the field. He actually stayed there the night before the battle. So that also, you know, to me feels like a, like a memory rather than an intelligent ghost. Maybe it's just a memory. Yeah. So the Paranormal Haunting, which is a UK investigation group, they went and investigated the battleground, and I will link to their website so that way you can kind of see what else they got into. But the the fun things that I took away from this are, whoa, sorry, what fun? That I was just about to be like, <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's fun. Like the most uh, interactive, I guess. Okay. Um. So they were using a spirit box in their investigation, 
and they said, do you have a message, um, or I'm paraphrasing, but did you have a message for like our viewers because they had a live feed going or any of your relatives? Mm -hmm. And they got back, we are resting. Oh, I got chilies right now. Yeah. I feel like that was a comfort though. Like, oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like we, we are at peace. This is a memory, you know? Yeah. Also, there has been rumors of seeing a, go a ghost horse on the trail, and while they were there investigating, uh, one of their members did see the horse. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, also, apparently it is rumored that picking the heather on the field is not only disrespectful, but it brings bad energy. Um, there's been people accounts of people who have picked the heather who have had pretty gnarly things happen to them afterward. So let's just not take things from battlefield sites. Yeah, I mean, I think that should probably go without saying. I mean, it's one of those common sense things, but as we know, some people don't have common sense. Yes. So here's your forewarning now. Yes, I, I, I should think that the only people who would be okay to do so are descendants of the families. Correct. And that, fini. That's where we're done. Pretty much. Uh, and, and even then, I feel like you're pushing your luck because it's just, if it's a memory, if it's a loop, you know, it, obviously, bad juju is kind of stuck there. Yeah. Um, so I feel like even then, you're pushing your luck. Yeah. Above all, like, and, and you know, that goes for any, any area that's experienced a great loss. Be respectful. Yes. Don't fuck with stuff. Don't yes. make fun. None of that shit. That's that's not going to get you anything good. All right. The last uh, ghost that is seen is a lone Jacobite soldier roaming the battlefield in his clan tartan muttering defeated over and over and over. Oh. Yeah. A lot of people these days will go to the headstones and put, like, flowers and pay their respects and so on and so forth. So like we were saying, don't take anything from the site if you would like to give your energy or give something to the site. You know, bring flowers and put them on the on the gravestones. Yeah. Um, but it was, it sounded like a really neat place to visit and that if you go close to the time of the anniversary that you're going to run into some sort of ghost. Alright. Yeah, that definitely would be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I... Not a big fan of history uh, in general. I think mostly it's our history specifically, obviously, because we've grown up right. with it being shoved down our throats. But, you know, there are certain places that kind of call to you that you mm -hmm. just have, like, a deep interest in. It, interest in. And uh, Scotland, Ireland, the, those two places are, are that for me. I would absolutely love to go visit there. And I, I would totally be down to go to, you know, uh, the battlefield to yeah. take the tour and whatnot, whether I got to see anything, you know. Mm -hmm. Still, just to go see it would be something. Yeah. So, well, is that all you have? Yeah, that's all I have for this one. Well, thank you. That was depressing as fuck. I know it was depressing as fuck, but I thought, you know, that's... I know that there's some in Virginia and whatnot here that are very haunted, and I'm like, we haven't done a battlefield yet. I'm going to do something different. And I went, Scotland, cool. 
We and went, fuck, this is depressing, my friends. I mean, every battlefield is depressing. Yeah. But. Yeah, well, and too, and you, and you save that last. Defeated. Defeated. Defeat. We couldn't end on, like, a little bit of a higher net, like, oh. We could damn it, Brie, we could have ended on we are resting. <laughs> like, ah, oh, okay, put it to bed. Good, take your rest. Ah, it is what it is, though. I mean, that's real. Yeah. Real shit. That's how life goes sometimes. Yeah. Or afterlife. But anyway. Well, I guess the comfort is there that the the spirits that they contacted did say we are resting. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go back to that. Yeah. They are resting now. Yes. Well, well deserved. You know, to be at peace. Correct. So, well, thank you for your story. Thank you. Uh, depressing as it was, it was still informational, interesting. So, yeah. It's a bit more studious. Yes. And makes me realize that there are plenty of fucking battlefields. <laughs> yes. That's uh, we had to talk about. I did. I thought it was funny, though. I did get a little chuckle to myself when you're like, you know, we're, we're going to Scotland. I'm like, man, we've been, we've been edging around it, talking about it. We both just must be on a Scotland kick here. I chose it because it was the first one on the, like, when I wrote Most Haunted Battlefields. That was the first one that came up, and I'm like, well, that's where we're going. We we got however many years we're going to be doing this for, you know, we there's plenty of things on this list to get to. Let's start number one. Okay. So much more practical than what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I should have figured. The irony was lo- not lost on me, that's for damn sure. Okay. But well, that's the important part, right? Yes. Now. All right. Well, uh, do we have a this or that this week? We do. All right. Let's use it. Ready? Let's play. These ones are kind of going to be a little bit more like Halloween-y themed, like fun things to do around Halloween kind of thing. A little bit more. They're not going to be deep thinkers. Good, I don't have it in me. Okay. <laughs> so would you rather explore a corn maze or a haunted house? Fuck corn. Fuck. I don't like the vegetable corn. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the band, however, is fantastic. Yes. I would go to a haunted house. How about you? Um. This is just for fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I would choose the corn maze because I can psych myself out even in a corn maze. Yeah. You know... Creepy. Yeah, I mean it is it is creepy, but I I have never been to a haunted house in my life. And there is a good reason for that. So what are you doing uh next weekend? I know, I'm never fucking getting you in one of those things. I'm yeah. very aware. Nate and I have talked about going to uh Seven Floors of Hell though. Oh nice. Uh some of them aren't too bad. Yeah. Yeah, I've only been to one, which was uh, Carnival of Horrors at Cuyahoga, but I I love spooky stuff. However, I don't like jump scares. Mm-hmm. I like them, but I don't like them. Yeah. And so that's the part I'd be a bit nervous about. See, the thing that gets me is I am a fight person. Correct. And of no fault of my own, am I going to knock your lights out? Yeah. Um, so for your safety and mine, 
I don't go to haunted houses. <laughs> I did accidentally hit one of the workers one time. Oh. It was... Yes, they scared me, but it was more so my depth perception wasn't right. Because we were wearing, like, those funky glasses. Oh, yeah. Um, he was, like, painted into the wall. Oh. And, it, you know, the, we were wearing those 3D glasses. It was an excellent paint job. I The way I was standing, that I must have been looking at him, that he was blending in, I don't know. But everything lined up to work perfectly against me. Uh-huh. And... I, it was literally one of those stupid horror movie moments of like, what is that on the wall? My dumbass, my fucking face leans in to try and figure out what it is. And then this man jumps out at me and I goosh. <laughs> and Nate is behind me laughing at me because that shit does not bother him whatsoever. And I apologize to the guy, but that's, you know, my one experience with a uh, haunted house you know of that sort that i hit somebody so yeah i can totally understand where you're coming from i would feel horrible because i know as an actor for a horror for a haunted house you're not trying to get your ass whooped (laughs) and i would feel horrible i am not trying to harm you because i know that you are just another person yeah making bank a little extra cash before christmas my apologies. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they know that. Yes, but, you know, I've seen enough, you know, posts about people having bruises all over their body and whatnot. Oh, shit. Because of people hitting them, and I'm like, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. But I might just be that person. Yeah. Well, there's a difference, too, in, like, one one hit that happened as an accident out of surprise versus, like, somebody that just starts wailing on them because they're mad that you skip like that's their whole job motherfucker right stay out of there then yeah anyway tangents so you would choose the corn yes i would choose the corn maze okay would you rather have vampire teeth or a witch's mole somewhere on your face what kind of question is that it's a question i would for sure have the vampire teeth slime yeah I, I'm okay with beauty marks, but, you know, them, them fangs, though, like... Yeah, yeah, um... Let's not completely expose more of our kinks. <laughs> okay, would you rather... Um, would you rather carve 20 pumpkins or eat 10 bags of candy corn? You bitch. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I would rather carve 20 pumpkins. For sure. I hate candy corn. Yeah. I hate it. And it doesn't you don't ha- it doesn't have to be like a very detailed carving. I could literally choose a word that is 20 letters long and carve one fucking letter into each pumpkin. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not eating candy corn. What about you? I same. You know, I like I said I like Asterix, candy corn, two pieces. <laughs> I take two pieces and then we done. Yeah. But yeah, uh, as long as I'm the one carving these pumpkins, because parents, parents, do you have the same issue that I have where your kids are like, I want this on my pumpkin, but I'm not allowed to use sharp utensils because I have proven time and again that I can't be trusted with a spoon. 
Is this and, one or both of your children? Uh, both. Oh, no. And I don't want to get in the guts of the pumpkin because it's cold and it's slimy and I complain the whole time. So ultimately, uh, pumpkin carving family time just tends to be a little bit more stressful because you're trying to help one kid get all the stuff out of his pumpkin and the other one's whining and complaining and then you go to help that one and then the original one is like, but it's time to carve my face. And you're like, good sir. Can you not see that I am helping your sibling? And I give them the marker and be like, okay, mark out what you want on there. And every single time, they want something elaborate. Whole, like, Pinterest-worthy elaborate. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Mom can do some elaborate things, but not, like whole ass Spider-Man. I'm not busting out a 20-piece Dremel tool set Correct. to carve your fucking pumpkin that's gonna rot in like a week and a half. Correct. So then somebody inevitably will get stuck on that pattern and refuse to budge and has a whole ass meltdown. Pumpkin carving is stressful with kids. Okay, well, I can't relate. Uh, I am sorry that that is your experience. I have a jolly old time. Because my family and I, which is just me, Nate, my mom, and my dad, do a pumpkin carving contest every year. We all chip in five bucks, Mm -hmm. and then we, uh, not unanimously, anonymously vote A, B, C, or D. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you cannot vote for yourself. Yes. And whoever wins gets the money. Nice. So that is what we do. It is nice and calm. It is nice and civil. I usually win. (laughs) (laughs) So I enjoy the money. <laughs> 20 for me. Great success. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Wait. Oh, wait. You did answer. Okay. Yes. So that's it for this or that? Yes. Okay. Monstrous Media, do you have anything? No. Okay. Not this week. So, Monstrous Media. Monstrous Media. This section will contain spoilers, so proceed with caution. This one's going to be a challenge to not tell you literally everything, because I enjoyed it so much. It's not a movie, it's not a book, it's a series. It's called Midnight Mass. Oh, you watched it! I have watched it. Have you watched it? Oh, fuck no. You need to watch it. I saw some of the trailer and went... (laughs) It's It's really not that bad. I mean, okay. it's it's not that bad. Um, it's not like jump scare shit. Okay. Um, it is, however... Wait, why did you do that? Because of the religious aspect of yes, it? Yes, I just went, oh, gives me all the icky feelings. I mean, it... Yes, that is very prevalent. Okay. Um, but it's, it, it's still interesting, and it's still worth it, especially mm-hmm. to see some people get what they deserve. So, uh, Midnight Mass, if any of you don't know, is a series that just came out on Netflix not too long ago. Um, I can't remember everybody that stars in it. I know, like, the main one is um, Kate Siegel, who, if her name sounds familiar, she's been in the movie Hush. Um, she She played Theo in Haunting of Hill House. 
And she's been in, I think, a couple other things that I just can't remember. She's one of the main characters. Um, and then there's a, a couple other guys. I'm just going to do a quick search because it's one of these shows that it's, it's not just about one main character. Like, there are a couple, and it's, you know, everything's kind of interwoven. You know, this is going on here with this character, and this is going on with another one, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to just, you know, give all the glory to her, even though she's she was fantastic. Um, Zach Guilford uh, plays a character named Riley Finn. Uh, Hamish Linklater and... Um, I'm going to mess this guy's name up and I apologize so much. Uh, I want to say it is, it looks like it would be like Raul. Oh. But it's spelled R-A-H-U-L, Coley, K-O-H-L-I. Um, anyway, sir, if I, I'm sure I butchered your name, I apologize, but those are kind of like the main stars of it. And it is, you know, horror genre. And I thought it was fucking fantastic. It's only one season. I think it's like seven episodes, seven or eight episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's the little description. Uh, The arrival of a charismatic priest brings miracles, mysteries, and renewed religious fervor to a dying town. So the town is actually a little island called Crockett Island. Not entirely sure where it's located, like, I want to say, like, Pacific Northwest, but I could be completely fucking wrong. I completely missed that aspect. Anywho, um, it starts out with, um, Zach Guilford or Riley being kind of, like, he's the first big character that you meet, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you kind of get the story mostly from his perspective for the first couple episodes. Um, he is... I don't know if he, he completely was a priest or if he was, like, still in training or what have you. But either way, um, he was involved in an accident on the mainland mm-hmm. and ended up going to prison. Um, and so he he is battling his own personal demons. Um, the town itself, his family specifically, is very religious. Um, it's uh, Catholic is the theme of the show. The name of the game. The name of the game in this show. Um, His parents are very devout um, and were obviously very disappointed in him doing what he did. Shame, shame, shame. Yeah. Um, So he he does some time in prison. He gets out and he goes back to Crockett Island, his hometown. And there he reconnects with um, an old friend, possible girlfriend, which is where her uh, Kate Siegel comes in. Her she plays a woman named Erin Green, who uh, had her own time on the mainland and ended up, ended up coming back to uh, Crockett Island after her mother passed away. They both share a, a kind of not a positive view on their hometown. They kind of feel like they're stranded there, you know. It's a little, it's a little island. It doesn't have much. Uh, it's, it's not as robust uh, economically as it used to be. You know, just different stuff. Like, fishing is, you know, the big 
Moneymaker. Moneymaker there, and some of the fishing has gone down. Mm. Um, so it's it's a lot of people are struggling on the island. They neither one of them wanted to end up back there, but that's where they end up. Um, and then as the description said, a charismatic new priest comes into town. Um, the reason he is there is because they are old priest. Um, they are just told that their old priest, uh, who went on a, not a, a mission, he went to, to like the Holy Land or whatever. What is that specifically called? When like the, the a spirit, a pilgrimage? I guess kind of, yeah, like a spiritual journey. Yeah, it's a pilgrimage. Okay. Um, and, um, he, he was sick or something. He became sick. And so he was in the hospital on the mainland until he could get better and come back. So this priest takes over for their small church. And as it said, you know, some miracles happen. Of course, you have the people uh, like Riley who are questioning it with what he had been through. Of course, he lost uh, he lost his faith, essentially. He's by no means disrespectful or anything, but he, he just doesn't believe in it as much as he did. And so he's questioning things and... Unfortunately, he finds some shit out, and that gets him into some trouble. Um, uh, the the man whose name I butchered um, plays the sheriff. Um, they, duh, he's Muslim, and it doesn't go over super well um, being on a small island with you know basically people that don't claim any religion, and then the only main religion there is Catholicism. So he's trying to fight for, you know, respect mm -hmm. all across the board there. Um, he he plays a major role in trying to uh, keep shit going how it's supposed to go. Uh, anyway, I can't really give you too much more than that. I know that's quite a, quite a bit more than what I normally give you guys, but I enjoyed that series so much I was kind of hesitant to start it for the same reason that you were uh, you know we're, we're not real into uh, traditional I guess religions Abrahamic for me Abrahamic religions I'm not really keen yeah. on religion in general is just something that I've never been super super interested in uh, so I was hesitant about it but the story is very good. The acting is phenomenal. Like, most of those people I've never heard of. I've heard of the Kate Siegel, and I've heard of Zach Guilford before. I've never heard of any of the other ones. And all of the acting was absolutely wonderful. Um, it wasn't over the top. It wasn't cheap or tacky. It was. I think it was done perfectly. The ending was um, realistic, ish. I mean, it's a horror, so as realistic as it can be. Right. Um, yeah, it's not, you know, beautifully tied up with a bow and a cherry on top, so uh, 10 out of 10 recommend, is all I have to say. If you've been thinking about watching it, do yourself a favor and fucking watch it, because it's fucking awesome. You can see where things are going. I mean, mm -hmm. if, you, if you're if you big into horror like I am, you can, you can fucking, you know what's happening, but you it's can still good. the breadcrumbs. Yeah, but the story is still f totally fucking worth it. So, that is what I have for you for uh, Monstrous Media this week. Nice, thank you. Yes. Okay, well, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Baking with Booze. 
You can send in your stories and recipes to baking underscore with underscore booze at yahoo.com. Other than that, we hope you enjoyed the episode, that you have a fantastic week ahead, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.